you're here and I'm so glad you are. And now that you are, relax for the next half hour or so. Sit back, take a leisurely walk or just be. To begin this episode, I'm going to take you back to 2012. So about eight years ago, I arrived at a college campus on top of the hill and my life changed forever. I joined the Symbiosis Institute of Media and Communication in Pune and that was the first time I moved away from my parents. Living in a hostel with such a diverse set of people really opened my eyes to the world. The campus was like a safe haven, away from the noise of the city, with gorgeous views of the valley during the day and orange sunsets in the evening. On that campus, I got to befriend some really cool people. One of them is Dhananjay. And it feels so weird for me to say that because we all just call him DJ. So DJ was my music supplier in college. I remember borrowing his hard disk and then going through tons of music artists I hadn't even heard of. I was so inspired by his love and passion for music. And apart from being a music enthusiast, he's also a drummer, a guitarist, a dreamer, an incredibly amazing hugger and a dear friend. Join us today as we talk about everything that makes music an indispensable part of our lives. Oh, and stick till the end to listen to his rendition of Paolo Nutini's song, Loving You. Hope you have fun. Hi, DJ. Hey, Asta. What's up? Yay, it's happening. After much planning. Actually, not much planning. Yeah, we didn't have to plan it, actually. Yeah. We sort of very comfortably slipped into it. Yeah. So, how have you been? How's Bangalore? Not too bad, actually. I mean, it's going all right. Could be worse. So, what was 2020 like for you? Honestly, on balance, I would say it was not too bad at all. Because, I mean, it kind of it kind of forced me to be something that I'd maybe been avoiding at some point in the past, which is, I mean, a little more sincere in particular about my health. Mm. So, I mean, I think that was an important, I mean, I could probably say with some certainty that if it weren't for the pandemic, I wouldn't be in great physical shape right now. (laughs) I mean, I wasn't paying much attention to my diet. I wasn't exercising regularly. And in a weird way, I feel like that, I mean, the lockdown definitely threw a spanner in the works in terms of life in general. But Hmm. that helped kind of jolt me out of the, almost like a stupor I was in, in terms of my physical health and my approach to it. I feel the same way about cooking. Because throughout my life, I kept saying, hey, you know what, I'll probably learn how to cook when I have to cook. It's fine. It's Mm. not one of those things that's, you know, affecting my life in any way. But when I realized I had to do it, I just did Mm. it. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. Arm yourself with the tools that you need to kind of deal with this kind of potential strife in the future. Yeah. How how big of a role has music played for you last year? Oh, I, I don't think I could even put it into words. I mean, which is probably not good news for the conversation <laughs> we're about to have. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's un... I, I can't even quantify just how important it's been for me in the last year. Because, I mean, so music's always been like around mm-hmm. so, I mean it's always been and like my dad playing Beatles and Queen CDs at home 
and yeah. that's my first vivid memory of listening to music actively like actively wanting to absorb it in some way so i mean and i feel like it's my relationship with music has kind of been further solidified by what happened last year because it's just it's it's not just an escape but it's a sense of it's like a security blanket almost a a bad day is instantly transformed i mean sound all clichés i mean which yeah <laughs> definitely i mean apply to most people i would imagine but it it's still something that i feel we can sometimes take for granted i mean there's a lot of there a lot of quotes about nostalgia being a great weakness in some way but i'm unabashedly nostalgic in about a lot of things okay so tell me what was the first ever album you remember listening to and you fell in love with ooh uh my musical upbringing was kind of inadvertently tailored for streaming services in the sense that when i started listening to music when i was a kid hmm. which is directly as a result of my dad playing it in the house i didn't end up listening to albums from start to finish cuz uh, so he was in the merchant navy he used to obviously sail uh, and every time he was at uh, a port he would just record local radio stations on cassettes so okay. a lot of the music a lot of the english music that we listened to at home was an assortment of different things and then even so my introduction to music as far as i can remember was the beatles hmm. but again it was a compi- it is a compilation cd it was there i think it's called platinum volume 1 or something when there was still when there was like the uh when beatlemania was basically taking off that era of the love me do and she loves you and all of those poppy kind of songs from the yeah. early days so that was probably so the first album that i can remember listening to like a a singular album and falling in love with is probably the game by queen which oh. had a uh, crazy little thing called love and oh, another yeah. one by the dust uh dragon attack is another great song from that album Okay. So that was one album that we had which was like an album album and not a compilation. And what are the other artists that you grew up listening to and how did you listen to them? Uh, so uh, artists were primarily The Beatles, The Who, Queen, Creedence Clearwater Revival and mm-hmm. a bit of The Rolling Stones also but not actually as much as the rest of them. My dad used to play those a lot. And uh, there's also a Kenny G CD that would make an appearance from time <laughs> to time. Yeah. and then actually a lot of my musical education happened through my dad initially and then my brother as well so he huh. being 4 years older than me he found out about a lot of stuff before i did so uh he introduced me to the backstreet boys and yeah. then um again these kind of mixtapes for lack of a better term that my dad used to record uh, at sea um, they had a bit of fleetwood mac so oh, okay. a lot of it's a mixed bag of a lot of different things yeah and, and and just think about it right like your dad was bringing you music literally bringing yeah. you music from different parts of the world yeah <laughs> so absolutely cool. i enjoy the music that i listen to i mean like i'm i'm yeah. very comfortable with my taste in music is a mm-hmm. probably a better way to put it and that wouldn't have happened without this influence from home where Definitely. because i had a lot of friends in school who 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 claimed that they didn't like music at all which was just was just and even at the age of what, 8 and 9 it was baffling to me like how can you not like what's wrong with you i mean like, how can you live an existence where you don't enjoy listening to music you're right because it's it's like it's like growing up in with 
a really world famous chef right because the way mm. they they tell you to experience flavors and you know you develop that sort of um perspective from a really young age and yeah. and you're right you have been very lucky when it comes to you know being exposed to music uh mm. at a very young age because i i grew up in a really small town right i grew up in agra mm. so my limit, my exposure to western music was quite limited because mm. yeah my my parents had a couple of uh, vinyl records like we had abba and beatles and stuff like that but really mm. really popular stuff right not the ones that people wouldn't know maybe yeah i think it only started when um, we started getting these pirated cds and mm. so we go to a shop and we would say okay br- give me <laughs> the latest cd of whatever western music you have and so, so mm. then they would give you britney spears or shania twain yeah. or um enrique iglesias and you just had to take whatever you you get so you would get yeah. the most popular stuff but then you still had to have that sort of an exploratory nature and even in my life i think my sister had a big role to play right because she would find out about bands like enigma and she would be like i mm. i heard something really cool <laughs> yeah it's a uh, it, it plays a huge role right i mean and uh-huh. listening i think wanting to truly immerse yourself in an album and listen to it from start to finish and engage with it properly it needs it it is you need to take time out to do that i feel i mean to yeah. do it justice I mean if it happens oh, organically there's no better feeling like where if you're oh. on YouTube and you get a couple of song recommendations and you just stumble upon something new and it just blows you yeah. away and it's it's such a it's such a like a, there's a visceral joy to it almost oh, like yeah. holy shit how did i not know about this before and <laughs> i'm so happy that i've now found it and i want to have to, to tell everyone about it so that they also exactly feel it. <laughs> yeah so this happened to me this actually did happen to me a few times in 2020 because i was uh, i mean i was out of work for two months and there's a song called drop by the fast side it's a hip hop like a rap song mm-hmm. and the video is really cool because it's it everything is happening backwards in the video mm-hmm. so basically for it to work in the context of the video the band rap the they they mouth the lyrics backwards in the video what? yeah oh so God. they got they got like a linguistics <laughs> expert to play the tape backwards and kind of write out what the sounds would look like if oh, they were said backwards it. and the band lip sync to the backward lyrics to create the video <laughs> in some way. it's it's just very cool and when i heard the and the song itself is amazing and i was obsessed with that song for a while a lot of music that i listen to today or the or the music that makes me cry is because mm. of the people it was associated with or or the the phase of life that it reminds me of absolutely there's mm. a song called blinded by your grace by stormzy mm. and that's another song that moves me every single time i hear it that's what's so beautiful about music is like the most unexpected pieces of music can move you in ways that you never thought possible you, yeah. you don't see it coming and the next thing you know you're either bawling your eyes out or you're just feeling tremendously uplifted in a way you didn't think was possible by just listening to something you don't realize it then when you're falling in love with the song that years yeah. later you're going to cry listening to it yeah one of the songs that i that does that to me is this song called and you and i by this band called yes i think uh, it's a band from the 60s or 70s i've and heard about them but i haven't actually 
listen to oh i think you should check them out you'll you'll really love their sound because it has that old world charm to it mm-hmm. and it has really good lyrics and a lot of their songs have um, these parts right so there's a part 1 and then there's a part 2 and the entire mood changes suddenly and then there's a part 3 where it comes down so it's mm-hmm. almost like you know it has a beginning middle and end Nice. So this song reminds me of you know someone that I was dating back then, and mm. it's not like oh I'm really sad about what happened, but it's like I get reminded of the person that I was when I was discovering this music, and it's not a bad thing. It's it comes from a good place. I don't think it's. I think it's a very healthy way to kind of also examine your your own life in a way, and yeah, music is a great kind of. vehicle to take you on that journey of self discovery that's I mean, true and yeah. and think about all the other emotions right like we were talking about uh, cathartic music earlier right and yeah. i remember when all of these protests were happening in the country and i was mm. going through a lot of emotion i used to listen to muse a lot especially mm. uprising and knights of sidonia this this music was giving me that sort of reaffirmation or this sort mm. of like okay there are people in, in the world who understand and i was sort of also expressing my emotions through the, through the music that someone else yeah. had created and think about the i mean almost the disparity in the source of the music and the situation that you're kind of using it in right i mean muse is a band from the uk from, yeah yeah Yeah. and they probably wrote this with something else in mind altogether which makes me feel like music is so universal but so personal at the same time right because if you think, nail on the head yeah because if you think about a band like muse uh, yeah. a lot of their songs are about dissent so i i took that i i took that feeling from that song but i put it into a very personal experience that i was having mm. exactly tell me a band that has sort of has defined our generation our generation is also a very broad spectrum of people right so yeah i don't know actually i would i mean in in terms of the circles that i move in and the people that i meet and or the people that i talk to a very defining band would probably be someone like coldplay i feel yeah i mean in terms of the impact they've had so i'm personally not a big fan of the last couple of albums yeah but yeah. i feel like they've had a pretty sizable impact on musical tastes in mm. people on people of I mean, people of our age especially yeah uh linkin park also yeah oh linkin park for sure because a lot of people who don't listen to western music or who are not even you know music explorers by nature yeah they do they know about linkin park love, yeah absolutely i it, it it's a that's thing it i think so i don't know if there's any one artist who kind who had the kind of impact that say a beatles did in the 60s yeah right i mean even then i mean even if you talk if you talk to some people who grew up then they'd say like the rolling stones had way more of an impact as far as i can see or mm. the kinks or whatever yeah. so I, that, that's a very good question though and it's something that i probably have to take some time to think about okay so i also wanted to ask you this mm. you you play the drums and you play the guitar and i know mm. you jam with your friends once in a while yeah. but 
do you only do this because it's just it's fun and it makes you feel good or do you, do you also think okay maybe one day i'll start a band and we'll start performing in front of crowds i'm not someone who's extremely driven in a professional sense hmm i mean i don't maybe have the kind of drive that i'm required to but yeah. when it comes to the drums i very much would like to be as good at it as i possibly can hmm and even if that results in just playing once a week with people that i enjoy jamming with that's good enough for me but knowing that i am a good drummer is probably my only real target i would say mm-hmm. if it happens to turn into something in a professional capacity that would nothing would make me happier even when i think about something like writing i don't mm. feel like i necessarily need to have the drive and the focus to publish a book yeah that's not why i'm doing it i am doing it because i just want to be a better writer and i want to relate with a few other people who get it not everyone needs to have needs to convert this into prof- a profession a business yeah there are probably countless world class drummers around the world who have not for one moment considered turning it into a career and they might you might even have drummers we never heard of who are better than the people who are considered the greatest of all time like a hmm. john bonham or whatever my first real target that i'm aiming for once i'm able to get back to playing the drums regularly is mm-hmm. to be able to play the full arctic monkeys debut album on the drums from start to finish and oh, like man. as close to note perfect as i can yeah. but i mean but i don't I mean, that's definitely not going to be something i can monetize that's not something i i may not even put up a video of me playing it because mm-hmm. i'm ashamed of <laughs> whatever <laughs> i don't know uh, it's a it's a it's a very personal kind of target that i have which doesn't oh, need to be put out into the world it doesn't need to be put out into the world one and nobody else can tell you what your aim is right exactly yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah, tell me so. something when you look at other artists who are mm. amazing at their craft they are also just they're famous or they're they're just really really good do you feel like this twinge of disappointment for not being able to live the life that you probably could have or like Mm. are you okay with your own insignificance much more so now than i've been in the past i see people that i knew personally mm. who were able to turn music into a full time career and i'd feel a sense of like oh man i mean i wish i could take that leap or i wish i had it in me to do that but i don't anymore i mean what music is to you may not be the same for them it's maybe far more important for them to the extent where they had to turn it into something tangible in terms of a career or whatever but to me it's it's enough for me to just get joy out of playing the drums once a week or whatever if you enjoy every step of the way mm. where you're playing the drums whether you become a professional drummer or not at the end then is irrelevant yeah so, yeah. Yeah. yeah a lot of it is just being able to enjoy things for what they are it's it's a very childlike sort of approach to things yeah you just you have know. to find joy in the little things that may seem insignificant to the rest of the world it doesn't matter if you are able to get some sort of joy out of it just hold on to that for dear life because god knows there's <laughs> enough misery out there so just they keep the the joyful things as close to you as you can and indulge in them as often as you can oh yeah yeah which reminds me of a question i wanted to ask you mm. um tell me about an artist that took you through a really bad phase in life and really helped you come out of it 
Oh, this is actually a very ironic choice here because they. So my, I would say my darkest phase of life has been. I think 2017 and 18 were not very good years for me personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's this band called Everything Everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, so their music is actually kind of dark in a weird way. I mean, so their lyrics have to do a lot, uh, have a lot to do with like globe, the the planet kind of slowly burning and like a lot of existential problems and things like oh. that. <laughs> and yeah, it, it, it's a very, uh, very ironically, that seemed to help me get through a lot of that year. Mm-hmm. Despite the dark subject matter of a lot of their songs. I get that actually. <laughs> a, a lot of really sad books have helped me too. Mm. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, this sounds a little, again, maybe a little cheesy, but it's almost like you feel a, a need to kind of reach out to them in some way. Like, oh, you know what? It's not all bad. Like, I mean, I can kind of get because I'm going through the same thing. And yeah. Yeah. A lot of it ha- just has to do with the feeling of wanting to be understood. Yeah. But at the same time, in that same period, I also found a lot of solace in Fleet Foxes and mm-hmm. The Shins. Hmm. And their music is, it's melancholic in a different way in a okay. lot of it. Yeah. But the, the the melody again is more uplifting, right? And the lyrics are a lot more hopeful in a lot of instances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like yeah. hopeful melancholia with a twinge of nostalgia. Yeah, that, that's yeah. actually a great way to put it. So one thing I wanted to ask you was, um, you had uh, planned a trip around um, a music festival, right? Or just mm. concerts that were happening across Europe. How did you approach that and what was your experience like? So I, Arctic Monkeys were a band I wanted to watch live for the longest time. Hmm. And uh, so in early 2018, they announced that they were playing at uh, Rock Workta, which is a concert of music festival in Belgium. Hmm. And so... When I saw that, my instant thought was, you know what, I have to go. Because if I don't get to go, if I don't go now, I may not get a chance again at some point in the future. So hmm. it was very much like a, a like a planned impulsive decision, if that, if that makes sense. <laughs> where the decision was taken instantly that I have to go. But then there's a lot of planning that went on after that. So yeah. we made it a two-week thing where we added a few days in the Netherlands and a few days in Prague. So Arctic Monkeys by default were one of my favorite performances at the festival. Yeah. Queens of the Stone Age also were up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Franz Ferdinand were really good too. Uh-huh. As was Jack White. And I'm just flexing now a little bit. These are bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was so jealous when I was watching your updates from that uh, trip because I've always wanted to do this, like just plan a trip around a music mm-hmm. festival. Yeah, you. I I would recommend. I mean, since I mean, I know how much of a fan you are of music in general. I would highly recommend you take an take any opportunity you get to go and watch any band you love live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is there a band that you have recently discovered that has changed you quite a bit? Oh yeah. So not a band, but uh, an individual artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't discover him. So he's a rap artist called MF Doom. I didn't discover him recently. I mean, I'd heard some of his stuff a while ago. So on the 31st of December, the news broke that he'd passed away in mm. on, at the end of October in 2020. And so he's also, also a very enigmatic figure because he just wears his mask. He used to wear his mask the whole time. Yeah, and people almost that. never saw his face. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that added to the whole mystique around him. 
but then somehow that news hit weirdly hard like shit man like i mean he's a supremely talented rapper who's gone now and that kind of prompted me to start digging into his discography a bit more and like it's it's incredible so mm-hmm. like obscure samples that he's used in his songs the beats he's constructed the lyricism that he's used i mean I, it's kind of renewed my appreciation for old school hip hop in a sense i'm also starting to dig into other bands and like artists from that era so uh, this the one album which i think i had posted on instagram about the mm-hmm. like, uh, the album cover it's called mm food which as it turns out is a is a an anagram of mf doom oh, so the whole yeah. album is just like this first of all he's he's heavily into uh <clears throat> old school like uh, cartoons like old like spiderman fantastic four from the 70s and stuff like that okay so he's got samples of dialogues from those cartoons in the hmm. album and then oh. he's got metaphors for food in pretty much every song because it's kind of like a concept album in that sense So sampling so, is just sourcing these sounds. So is- sampling is kind of using a small snippet of a song and using it as the building blocks for another song. The more classical age of hip hop which is like the 80s and 90s, that was primarily the route that they used because uh, I mean they didn't have the money or the equipment to record uh, a beat or a, or an instrumental section from scratch. Hmm. So because hip hop came from very underprivileged backgrounds right what they did was they they dug through crates and crates and crates of vinyl records find one song that stood out then find one bit of that song that stood out use a digital sampler to extract that little bit of music and then loop it or whatever to turn it into the base like the the foundation for your song and then rap over it and then build construct a beat separately to go with that it's remarkable oh. so you know what so, i was thinking about the other day hmm i was just thinking you know there the certain kind of people that i really get along well with and most of them are either introverts or you know writers or poets or people who feel a lot i feel like you also have that side where you know, i mean you're just a gentle peace loving happy soul <laughs> and you you are also not necessarily the kind of person who's very driven or who's very ambitious I really get that and you do sometimes find yourself wondering where we belong uh I do a lot actually and again you're right I mean I don't have I'm not looking to make a name for myself in any way so for me like I mean, in a professional sense I'm just looking for a way to kind of uh I'm looking for something that will enable me to live life the way I want to and yeah I mean when you see people you know do fantastic work at whatever company they're at and like doing very well for themselves hmm. i think now more than at any other point in my life i just feel happy for them and it's just like good for you man like i'm very glad that if this is what keeps you moving forward is what drives your i don't know your will to go about life each day then oh, fair man. play and that's something that you should keep working on when i see someone uh, saying oh i want to be just me of this company in my head i'm like to me that sounds incredibly boring <laughs> i'm happy that you that you know what you want in life that's so good yeah. go for it and i'm that's just going great. to be here and just keep figuring it out <laughs> yeah like i mean yeah. the path that i'm on more laid back way of approaching it is something mm-hmm. that i'm very comfortable with so last question yeah. okay sure if at the end of your life 
Mm-hmm. You had to look back at everything that happened, and there was a montage playing and showing you all the highlights, all the you know everything from good to bad. Mm. Which song would you want? Oh, to this is a very tough question, but I actually have an answer pretty quickly. You know. Oh. I think what I would pick is probably "Wet Sand" by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh. It has a very kind of cinematic feel to it the song mm. and especially the way the song ends with the solo yeah it's got a very it's got a nice sense of finality to it mm-hmm. like the it it swells like i mean it builds up the song build it starts off slow then builds up and then the solo is like the crescendo and then when it ends it's very kind of it's like yeah okay this is done so if you're if you're seeing out your life the last few moments mm-hmm. and it ends that way For me personally I don't think that would be a bad way to go at all oh, with that playing and just like yeah okay this is a good way to end with John Frusciante's magic just playing in the background and now it just makes me think of the Zephyr song as well by RCT yeah that has a really nice sense of you just i don't know kind of just flying away or just yeah you see clouds around you and stuff <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah i mean yes that would be my go to i think it's a nice nice curtain dropper but this was amazing yeah thank you so much for like offering me the opportunity to this topic is i mean it's always easy to have a conversation with you and when it comes to music especially it's just like i mean it takes very little extra effort to think about what to say i know if if we weren't recording it we would have even if we would have just caught up on a phone call it would have been pretty much the same man it's it's always fast with you Yeah, same. And I'm a sucker for a good conversation, anyways. Cool. I'll see you around anyway. there. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much again. Bye. Yeah, yeah. Back of loneliness and hello tenderness. I've been waiting for your call for so long. I must have been hard just to follow your soul. Stick to the road that your heart wants you to go, and as you slide through the dough with your morals on your sleeve, I think it's time for all those morals to leave. So let's get down and freaky, baby. Let's get restless, baby. Come on, get crazy with me. And I said. When you're loving me, now I'm loving you. Now I love your prowess in the things that you do, and it's your flawless soul beats my stone. When you're loving me, I'm loving you. That's where we've got it going on. But we won't play along, so let's get down and dirty, baby. Let's get restless, baby. Come on, get crazy with me. And I said, when you're loving me, 
that I'm loving you And I love your prowess in the things that you do And it's your flawless soul Bleeds my stone when you're loving me Loving you, that's where we've got it going on Oh, going on And I was so stranded, I was lost and abandoned And I needed another home And you flew in my arms You just flew right into my arms When you're loving me And the things that you do And it's your flawless soul That bleeds my stone When you're loving me Loving you That's where we've got it going on When you're loving me And I'm loving you, yeah I love your prowess In the things that you do And it's your flawless soul Bleeds my stone when you're loving me, loving you. That's where we've got it going on.